as a hard edge player goes straight to the crease. You can't replace Anders Lee and everything he does both on and off the ice. But so you're saying that Lou thinks of every angle before making any move? Uh, <laughs> let's get it back on the rails here. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome back to Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast, episode 79. Like the Islanders, we're doing some back-to-backs here. We just posted episode 78 the other day, and that was Colin Stevenson and I talking about the upcoming trade deadline and what the Islanders might or might not do and what they did do. On Wednesday, after recording that episode, was they acquired two players from Lou Lamarillo's former organization, the New Jersey Devils, bringing in right wing Kyle Palmieri and center Travis Zajac. And uh, the Devils retained 50% of the salaries for both players. That certainly helps the Islanders in case they want to make another move. For uh, defense depth, uh, the Islanders give up a first-round pick this year. It's uh, you know certainly seems like it's going to be a uh, you know not one of the higher-up picks. So you know something later in the first round, uh, they give up minor leaguers AJ Greer and Mason Yops, neither of which probably figured into the Islanders' future, and they give up a conditional fourth rounder uh, in 2022. Uh, that, I believe, becomes a third rounder, either in 22 or 23, in case the Islanders do make the cup final. So we will get into all of that, and I will bring aboard uh, my Newsday teammate, Neil Best, who has uh, also been covering this. But first, let's go straight to Islanders coach Barry Trotz and get his reaction to this deal. I was pretty excited. I, I think they feel a, a lot of... Um not holes, but they feel very important uh, pieces that I think going forward, uh, they're both veteran, they're both uh, very intelligent, they both have a pretty good skill set, and I look at them and they, they're both both leaders. I mean, uh, so you get really good character people. Uh, it makes us deeper as an as a organization. Uh, the one thing that we did find, you know, in the Playoffs and we had good success last year. Is depth depth is is everything, and uh, you saw it when we got, you know, when Casey went down and Johnny went down, it started getting pretty thin pretty quick. So I, I think what it what it did is just we're 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 all set if we have to sustain any kind of injuries and uh, to do it, you know, without losing anybody. Uh, that's on your hockey team, and adding to the two people like uh, those two, uh, you got you have to be excited. Not only as a coach, but a, a player. And Barry also went on to talk about the versatility of both Palmieri, who's primarily a right wing in New Jersey, but did play left wing with the Anaheim Ducks, and Travis Zajac, who is primarily a center but can also play either the left or the right side and essentially told Barry Trotz, hey, wherever you want to play me, I'm good with that. So with all that, let me bring in Neil Best. Neil, thanks for joining us. Uh, your thoughts on this deal? I don't know. Are you sure it's worth it to go from a fourth round to a third round pick to just to be in the Stanley Cup finals? Is that really <laughs> Is that really what we're trying to do here? No, um, 
I thought it was very interesting. I thought it made it makes sense on many many levels, and it's just you know it's like like Trotz and his players said today. It, it's also a, sort of confirms that Lou Lamorello agrees that this team is ready to go for it and and should do everything possible to make that happen. I mean, these are not superstars. They did not trade for Connor McDavid, but these are very useful veteran players who a know what they're doing and b are going to fit in in the in the room. So uh, it's kind of hard to argue against it right now. So. Yeah, no, the Islanders were obviously looking for, uh, you know, not just forward depth, but to replace, and, and you can never, you know, as Colin and I discussed, you can't replace Anders Lee and everything he does both on and off the ice. But in Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac, you got two guys who bolster the forward depth. You got a scoring wing in Kyle Palmieri, who's also going to, you know, who's also going to help out on the power play, which is uh, where Anders Lee was very strong. He's a hard-edged player, goes straight to the crease. You know, he's got a bit of grit in his game. He's not afraid of getting in people's faces. Uh, you know, having covered Kyle with the, uh, with the Devils, you know, I wrote two, three weeks ago. He was the guy I advocated the, uh, the Islanders going out and getting. Um, Travis Zajac was a, a bit of a surprise, uh, it, it, sort of. I mean, I, maybe I shouldn't say that because Lou pursued him last year and, and Travis did not want to give up, uh, you know, waive his no trade clause to come to the Islanders last season. But both are in the last seasons of deals. Both are impending unrestricted free agents. And that sort of fit into what Lou Lamarilla was looking for. He's not looking for a long-term contract commitment uh, with Anders Lee's $7 million cap hit coming back on board next season and top pair defenseman Adam Pellick as a restricted free agent needing a new deal, Anthony Beauvillier as a RFA needing a new deal, emerging star goalie Ilya Sorokin uh, needing a new deal as an RFA, and plus Casey Sezikis, by the way, is going to be an unrestricted free agent. So this helps in the immediate for right now, um, you know, as, as Neil said in his column today on newsday.com, this was a no brainer when, when you look at it, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, nothing against Uncle Leo, but I mean, you know, they watching him operating, you know, filling in on the front of the first line. And I, I mean, look, the, 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 most interesting to me was having Barry Trotz confirm what a lot of us had kind of said and written last night, which is the, this versatility thing where, you know, not only does he have, he obviously has two players who can play multiple positions, but he also just gives them so many possibilities with lines. And also, of course, if there's any injuries to have people fill in. So uh, having two guys who, again, who know what they're doing and play multiple positions, they're not going to be afraid of new things, not going to be afraid of the playoffs. Um, from a coaching perspective, it, it makes, it's really you can just tell how excited Trotz was to to have these these things at his disposal, particularly when things go wrong in the playoffs and all of a sudden, you know, you lose a guy you didn't expect to lose. Yeah. And, you know, one, one thing, and you bring up the playoffs, you know, Travis Zajac, you know, he didn't win a Stanley Cup there. He was sort of at the tail end of when the Devils just made the playoffs year in and year out. And, you know, obviously the last few years in New Jersey have been difficult seasons. Uh, since Lou Lamarillo left that organization in 2015. But, you know, Travis Zajac did play in the 2012 Stanley Cup final uh, with, with the Devils. And Kyle Palmieri in his five-plus seasons with the Devils, I believe he only made the playoffs once there. Um, 
so I, I think the nice thing is you're bringing in two very, very hungry players um, yeah. to it, to an Islanders team that reached the Eastern conference final last season. And the bar has been set incredibly high. Yeah. And, you know, we all know the hockey playoffs more than maybe than any sport is a crapshoot, but, but, you know, you, when, when you have guys like this, like you said, who are experienced and, and yet also hungry, um, you know, you're just giving yourself that many more chips on your side because they might, they probably will have to, might probably, whatever, we're going to have to get past the Penguins and or Capitals. So obviously just getting out of, out of that division is not going to be easy. And, um, you know, you've given yourself just a much more plausible path now, even though, you know, obviously there's no guarantees here. Um yeah, I remember, you know, in that 2012 Eastern Conference final, I was so, you know, Newsday obviously doesn't cover the Devils on a day to day basis, but I was sort of our Devils beat writer because they were playing the Rangers and I would go every I was around that team every day. And I did, you know, get to appreciate, you know, that team in general and guys like Sajak in particular. Um, and that was a great culture, obviously, that they that team had. Uh, and some of that probably remains all these years later, I, I suppose. Well, a lot of it is over here, you know, yeah. I know there was going to be some of that when Lou Lamarillo joined the Islanders and, and obviously he didn't go right from the Devils to the Islanders. There were three seasons as the Maple Leafs GM in between. But if you look at the Islanders organization, you got, you know, uh, David Conti is involved in scouting again, and he was Lou's director of scouting. Uh, with the Devils forever. Um, Steve Pellegrini is an assistant GM, you know, and he was with Lou in, in New Jersey. And just in the room, you know, you, you went out and acquired Andy Green last season. You, you bright, bring in Corey Schneider as an emergency goalie this season. Now you have Kyle Palmieri and, and Tra Travis Zajac. So, you know, whatever culture there was in Jersey, a lot of it is has been transferred over to the Islanders. Now, now, if there's a couple of goalie injuries, though, now, Bredor does work for the Devils, so would there be compensation required to, for Lou to bring Bredor in to help out in goal? Like, how does um, that work with an executive? I don't yeah, there, there, there might actually still be. I'm wondering if the St. Louis, uh, St. Louis Blues still. I think Marty is past that, but. <laughs> What's that? He's only 48. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dominic Koshik played until he was. Uh... <laughs> um, but, you know, and. and I asked Casey Sezikis about this. You know, we always, when these trades happen, you know, invariably the players entering the team are asked, well, do you know anyone in the room? You know, uh, you know, who are you going to lean upon? And in, in this case, and, and Barry Trotz made this point, you know, Travis Zajac and, and Kyle Palmieri are going to join the Islanders to start a stretch of three games and four nights. Yeah, they, they, they had a quick, morning twirl before facing the flyers but you know three games in four days there's not really going to be any practice time you know they're going to play three games with this team before they really get into practice with the team so you know it, it, it's good that they have that veteran savvy that will allow them to do that but to help acclimate them i think it's wonderful that that trav and, and palms have you know, Corey Schneider and Andy Green in the room. And also conversely, the Islander players have Andy Green and Corey Schneider, you know, to, to find about, 
find out about their new two teammates as well. It, it's a two-way street there. Yeah, and uh, in terms of the playing, obviously on a personal level, yeah, not everybody knows everybody yet, so that will help. On a playing level, that goes back to the, the kind of players they are and the experience they have. I don't think Travis Sajak's going to be um, confused or intimidated by seeing the Flyers and the Rangers. I mean, no, obviously knows these teams well, knows the players well. Um, so it's, it should be pretty seamless. It's not like they're coming in to play quarterback and have to learn a new playbook. They just, you know, have to learn some of the basics and, you know, know where the net is and shoot the puck toward it. So, you know. And, and, and they, were, they, were, they were also line mates in New Jersey, you know, on and off. So, right. you know, you have to well, make- well, Barry, Yeah, Barry's answer to your question about that, about them potentially being on the same line sounded like a yes to me by hockey coach standards. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't see it going any other way, at least to start. You know, at least they know where each other is going to be out on the ice to, to start. And, uh, you know, f- again, you go back to versatility. You know, does Pajot move to, to wing? Does, does he start Zajac on a wing? You know, if you have Pajot with Zajac and, and Palmieri, you know, basically – you can interchange, uh, you know, Pajot and, and Zajac in, in that instance. The thing about this move to me also is that the the worst case scenario is that these guys have, you know, minimal impact. Don't just, you know, they're kind of there. Don't 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 make that much difference. Uh, but that's but that's like the worst case. Like there's no real downside that late first round draft pick. You know, who knows? Maybe the guy will be a Hall of Famer when the Devils pick him. I don't know. But 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 it makes so much sense right now that there's a lot of upside to this deal. And like I said, to me, there's not much downside. It's not like these guys are going to be a cancer in the locker room or something. The worst case is that, you know, they're, they just don't they just don't make a big impact. Yeah. And, and you heard Lou discuss and, he, and he's discussed pretty much every time he talks about trade, about how important chemistry is to him. And, and and I think that's why he keeps reaching into his past because he knows exactly the kind of person Kyle Palmieri is. He, he knows exactly, you know, uh, the kind of person. And, and I shouldn't necessarily say Kyle. Uh, Ray Shiro was already the GM when that move was made. So, but, you know, Kyle Palmieri, you know, he talked about, you know, still having family on Long Island. He was born in Smithtown. He was raised in Bergen County, New Jersey. So now, you know, Newsday and the Bergen record can can fight over whether he's a Long Island native <laughs> or a Bergen County yeah. native. But, you know, he, he says he still has a home in, uh, on the North Fork and, you know, Hop Hog and he's got family. And, you know, so that, that that's kind of a nice story there. And to, to one other, you know, point you brought up in this crazy season where you're only playing games within the division, these kind of trades you look within the division because these guys don't need to go over a scouting report on the flyers tonight. They have seen the time again. Yeah. They also didn't need to quarantine. They just were able to show up the next day and (laughs) get on the ice. Uh, The other thing about having a veteran, particularly a guy like Zajac is 35. I mean, I'm sure he's in good shape. I'm sure he's in better shape than me, but you know, because it's such a short season, I mean, in theory, an older player is going to be fresher come the playoffs than in a normal year. So that whole, you know, the idea of them being older, especially Zajac being older, you know, presumably is less of a detriment than in a normal year. Yeah. So to, to wrap a bow on this, before we get to some of the, uh, the questions, it's a, it's a win now trade 
but you call this a win for the Islanders, correct? Yeah, I mean, today it is. I don't, you'll have to check back with me in mid July, but yes, <laughs> as of April 8th, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, and again, because the Islanders are in such win now mode, as you mentioned, this, this first round pick, you know, who knows? He could wind up being a Hall of Famer, right? But picking that late in the first round, you know, history tells you that player is not going to make an impact on the roster for two, three years. And that's just not within the Islanders window right now. Well, one other thing about this, uh, just like last, just like we said last season, a deep playoff run, remember in business terms, you know, they're selling tickets in this new arena and I guess the ticket sales are going well, but you know, in business terms, going into that new arena off of another deep playoff run or maybe even a cup would be another huge bonus, obviously, as opposed to, you know, if you're not moving into a new arena. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Neil, thank you for this. And I'm going to hold you over so you can help me answer some of these questions. Although, as I pointed out to Colin yesterday, even though it was Colin and Andrew's answers yesterday, and it will be Andrew and Neil's answers today, it is still Andrew's answers. It's time for your questions with Andrew's answers. And we'll start out with Chris Nietzsche, who says, I wonder if they make a move for a depth defenseman or if they're satisfied with Thomas Hickey and Sebastian Ajo. And I should point out that the questions we have coming to us are via Newsday Islanders text. So Chris, the Islanders still have approximately, without getting into prorated uh, higher mathematics, they have three million in, in in cap space left because the Devils retain fifty percent uh, of both Palmieri and Zajac's uh, contracts. And you know, Lou said, uh, you know, he would be satisfied if this is the group moving forward. But you also hear. Like starting pitching, you can never have enough defensemen. And I think with that $3 million to work with, Lou does go out and, and try and find a depth defenseman. Uh, thoughts, Neil? Well, when Dobson was out, there were some issues at times uh, <laughs> back there. So, yeah, I do think it makes sense for him to do that, yes. It's not going to be the easiest thing for Lou to do uh, to find a, de- a defenseman. As I mentioned, you know, probably every GM who thinks he has a good playoff team Uh, or a good contender at this point is hunting for defense depth. So, you know, the competition for that should be good. And, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, Neil, is Lou pulling the trigger on this trade, you know, six days before the trade deadline, right? He got ahead of the curve. And as you mentioned, these are local players who didn't have to quarantine. You know, you see, the Montreal Canadiens acquire Eric Stahl from the Buffalo Sabres and Eric Stahl has to go through COVID protocols with the league to clear before he can play. To me, that is a very underestimated part of this trade that Lou got it done early and he got it done with players who did not need to quarantine because they weren't traveling. So you're saying that Lou thinks of every angle before making any move? Uh, I am saying Lou thinks of every angle before. (laughs) Joe Hunsberger says, my only thoughts and questions are what does Lou and Barry feel about what they gave up in the trade and where do they feel Kyle and Travis will fit in on the lines? Also, does this change our power play structure? I hope it improves it. 
I also think Travis Zajac will end up playing a huge role for us in the playoffs. Remember last year when Casey got hurt and missed most of the Tampa Bay series. And yeah, Joe, that's, uh, that, that's what Neil brought up and what Barry brought up is you can never have enough depth. You know, injuries are going to occur. So especially, you know, I talk about not having enough defense depth ever. Having strength up the middle, you know, having five guys right now in Barzell, Nelson, Pajot, Zajac, and Sezikis, who are all, you know, really top flight centers. Um, that That's a huge, huge bonus. Um, you know, as far as what Lou and Barry gave up in the trade, Neil, I feel like they were not really concerned about the first round pick or either of those minor leaguers they gave up. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie and tell you I'm familiar with those two minor leaguers. I'm, um, I might have gotten lost while I was covering media matters. But uh, yeah, no, I, it seems you got to give up something. Obviously, it is a trade. So um, it's, but it made sense. I mean, I guess it made sense for the Devils because why not pick up a first round pick? And clearly, we think it made sense for the Islanders. Yeah. As far as where Kyle and Travis fit in on the lines, as you heard me and Neil talk about, uh, we think they're going to start out on a line together. Um, you know, who that left wing would be, it could be Pajot, you know, or, you know, uh, Neil, your, your thoughts? I mean, I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe Bailey moves up to Barzell's line and you put Wallstrom with Nelson and Bo, maybe you put Bo with Barzell and, and, uh, and Everly, uh, you know, I wasn't really thinking that, that Kyle would be moved to the left side to start. Well, whatever your uh, projected lines on Twitter last night were, that's my, that's what I'm going with. Okay. <laughs> I defer to you on line juggling. Yeah, no, I mean, well, well I just, you know, I, I was familiar with, you know, you know, what they would do with Esposito and Hatfield and Rattel and all those guys, but the, the current lines, I, I defer to you. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I, I know those guys weren't Islanders, by the way, I meant when I was, yeah, talking, about yeah. the, I was talking about the other team. Yeah, no, and when, when I constructed the lines, I, you know, I was thinking that, you know, he, uh, Barry does not want to move. Jordan Eberle to the left side. So I was thinking you keep Jordan Eberle with Matthew Barzell, and then you need a, a left wing, you know, because I think here, you know, here's, here's my thinking is that if Zajac and Palmieri are coming into the lineup, simple math tells you two players have to come out. And I'm assuming that's going to be Leo Komarov and the Ross Johnson slash Kiefer Bellows slash Michael Dalcal when he's healthy spot. You know, I, I, I'm sort of thinking maybe, Wall, you know, if you move Bailey to Barzell's left wing, you can move uh, Wallstrom up to Nelson's line with Bo and then maybe play, you know, Pajot, Palmieri, and Zajac together in whatever configuration. But I mean, obviously, the, I mean, it's fun to speculate on this, obviously, but it's all going to be a work in progress and fluid over these last few games so that going into the playoffs, he has something that I don't think these lines are going to stay. Whatever it is tonight, I don't think that's going to stay that way three weeks from now. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mentioning, mentioning people like Espo and uh, Rattel made me think, 
this trade was very interesting last night, but it wasn't quite the same reaction I had in 1975 when uh, <laughs> when the Rangers and Bruins made that trade. I'm sorry, I I've gone yeah. off on a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, let, let's get it back on the rails here. Thomas Boyle asks: After this trade, do you see the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup? Neil, yes or no? Your question is yes or no. The answer is well. The answer is no, only because of the law of averages. Yeah. However, I do think they have the key question is never yes or no because no is the answer based on odds. Yeah. Uh, the the key question is: Do they have as good a chance as anyone? And I think you can make that case. That's that's the key. They have as good a chance to me as anyone. Yeah, no, I, I will say this. If the Islanders manage to make it out of the East Division, if they can get past the Caps, Penguins, Bruins, and make it into the NHL Final Four, I, I think I would have the Islanders as my favorite if they're in the NHL Final Four. And, you know, they're going to be good teams. You know, Colorado... Uh, Vegas, you know, Toronto, uh, they're, they're going to be good teams, the, uh, Florida, possibly Tampa Bay, you know, but I like the Islanders chances if they can get to the final four. I just don't know if they can get out of this division or not. Right. I mean, there's this, this format is intriguing and it's kind of cool. It's the old, you know, the old format we used to see where it just stayed within the division. You know, however, yeah, the negative of it is if you're in a tough division, you're in a tough spot where, but you know, whatever, you got to get through these teams eventually. So just do it in the first round. And the last one comes from Michael Tricarico, uh, Tricarico, I'm sorry. Um, and we've sort of touched upon this. Uh, Mike, Mike T asks, is Lou done or do you think he is considering another move perhaps for a depth player? And, and I think Lou, as Neil and I discussed, I think Lou is going to try and see if he can bring in a defenseman um, but if he can't, I think Lou and Barry and the players are okay with this group. A any additional thoughts to that, Neil? No, that all makes sense. And, you know, I think just when I think about Lou with these trades, look, he's earned the respect of us and fans just for knowing what he's doing. He's not infallible. So, you know, he, he's made mistakes in his career, but, the, you know, this, he, he's so much earned the benefit of the doubt with these deals that, you know, if you're a fan, you have to just assume until proven otherwise that this was a smart move. All right. Well, Neil, thank you so much for uh, hopping on quickly here as we react to breaking news. As I mentioned to someone on Islanders, uh, uh, Newsday Islanders text, this is Newsday. It is not Newsweek. It is not News Month. It is not News Year. We react to breaking news. And, uh, if you want to follow Neil Best on Twitter, please do so at SportsWatch. And I am Andrew Gross. You can find me on Twitter at A Gross Newsday. Any final thoughts, Neil? Uh, no, I'm, uh, other than uh, I think it's going to be a fun one, two, or three months for Islanders fans. And we'll see whether it's, well, it'll be a couple months anyway, but we'll see it's how far this goes. Absolutely. And uh, to follow everything Neil writes and everything, uh, all the content Neil produces and I produce, please go to newsday.com backslash sports. And until we post another episode, which may be soon. Happy hockey, everybody. <laughs>